0: Good day and welcome to our podcast at Kirkliston Parish Church. It's wonderful to have you join us. We're delighted to have you. I hope you had a good week, that you are able to rest as you listen to this. And I've often said, hey, maybe you're doing a dog walk as you join in. Well, we have been looking after friends dog for the past week and a half or so. And I have to tell you, it's no small feat. It comes with its unique challenges. So I have new respect for all of you who look after your uh, pet animals or your pet children. We uh, have Lucy here with us, a cockapoo spaniel. Um, She's brown with beautiful brown eyes. So if you hear a dog barking in the background, I have to tell you there's absolutely nothing I can do about that. Um, But she's been a joy with us and um, yeah, maybe uh, one day we'll have our own wee pooch. It really is a temptation, maybe not a temptation, but uh, it's definitely something that we are are drawn to. But talking about temptations, it will be our focus for today as we enter Lent. I wonder if you ever encounter temptations and what type of temptations have you come across? And when they come, how do you deal with them? Oscar Wilde famously said, I can resist anything except temptation. There must be a very good reason. Jesus says in the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Now we had Ash Wednesday, we had Shrove Tuesday or Pancake Tuesday starting off Lent and and we start... Lent each year on the first Sunday with an account of how Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness where he was thoroughly tried and tested by the devil. As a season, Lent reminds us that the incarnated Christ knows what it is like to be us and invites us to join Jesus in the sacrificial path he followed that led to our redemption. So that will be our focus and and our reading today is a passage from Matthew 4 and I'll be reading from the New International Version. So let's just pause for a few moments as we center our thoughts and our beings on the Triune God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Lord, may the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, my rock. And my Redeemer. Amen. Matthew 4. The temptation of Jesus. Then Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And Jesus answered, The devil left him, and angels came and attended him. Amen, and thanks be to God for this reading from His Holy Word. Friends, you can't really talk about temptation and exclude Adam and Eve from the beginning in the beginning. So what happened to them in Genesis 3, right after the story of creation? Well, we read about the serpent talking to Eve the tree of good and evil the tree of knowledge was in the middle of the garden and so the serpent tempted Eve by saying well maybe you should have a go at one of these fruits in fact if you have a go your eyes will be opened and you'll become like God being able to distinguish between good and And evil. The very first temptation was disobedience towards God coupled with pride wanting to be God and in many ways Adam and Eve's story is our story. It's simply on repeat in the way we are being tempted to be God. We can't be God. We are created in his image and we are encouraged to follow in his footsteps and become more Christ-like. Yes, but We are not God. That's the greatest temptation we need to resist. Okay, so what then is the solution? Firstly, you need to know that there's a tempter, an adversary. That's the meaning of the Hebrew word Satan. An evil being of force that is sly and devious and hates seeing God's children follow the path of righteousness. And he will identify your weakness and exploit it. British theologian and writer C.S. Lewis talks about this in his book, famous book, The Screwtape Letters. I wonder if you've read it before. I can recommend it. Lewis describes the relationship between Screwtape, a sort of high-ranking officer in the devil's army, and a devil in training whose name is Wormwood and who happens to be the nephew of Screwtape and so this book is an exchange of letters between these two, a senior officer in the devil's army and a junior officer in training. Wormwood's assignment is to lure one suspect away from his faith in God using all the tricks and toys that the devil has in his arsenal. Early in the assignment Screwtape writes this, my dear Wormwood, The first thing is to delay as long as possible the moment which he realizes this new pleasure is a temptation. You will say that these temptations are merely very small sins. That is true, but it doesn't matter how small the sins are provided that the cumulative effect is to lead the man out of light and into darkness. And then Screwtape concludes this letter by saying, Indeed, the safest road to hell is the gradual one, the gentle slope, soft underfoot, without sudden turnings, without milestones, without signposts. C.S. Lewis says something in the preface of this book, which speaks directly to the topic that stands before us. There are two equal and opposite errors, into which people can fall when it comes to the devil. One is to disbelieve in his existence. The other is to believe and to feel an unhealthy interest in him. I recall one of my classmates in seminary asking a lead professor, a guy that's in the League of Anti-Right, when he's planning to dip into demonology, to which the professor responded, we can't even teach you everything about God's love in six years. Why would we give you the evil that is around the world any unnecessary attention? And folks, that's the secret. Don't give him more credit than he deserves but don't be fooled that he's not lurking around like a roaring lion ready to devour, often and mostly hidden but present. That's the first thing. Secondly, from our passage, because Jesus was able to resist temptation, we are able to withstand it with his assistance, of course, because of the Holy Spirit living inside us. We have another counselor, a legal guide to fight with us on behalf of us against these temptations. Interestingly, Uh, It is that this episode is at the start of Jesus's ministry, right after his baptism, where God's spirit descended upon Jesus and God the Father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. The first thing Satan does is this, he aims for the heart, addresses an issue of identity, our identity. Well then, he says to Jesus, if you are the Son of God, prove it. Use your power and your might. Tell these stones to become bread. That's cheeky, isn't it? And the answer sounds obvious. He is the Son of God. But what happens to us? We forget that our true identity is in Christ. And then we seek after power. We exploit and we manipulate. See, if you know who you are and to whom you belong, you don't have to cling to power. In fact, you relinquish it. That's what Jesus did by taking on the form of a slave for us, for you and me, setting that example, washing feet. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I, but are you really saved? Did Jesus not only die for those who lead good moral lives well now you do a lot of bad things don't you think god despises you for all of that satan also known as the father of lies that's why we come here that's why you listen to this podcast while we join in community to remind each other of the real truth that we are loved we are created from love for love to love Nothing can separate us from his love for us. He's given us his Son, Jesus Christ, so we can know and feel and experience and accept and share that extravagant love within the world in need of saving. How often we fall into the temptation of forgetting this and when this happens, you know, we are usually at a low. We're not on a high. We are desperate, seeking for purpose and for meaning. It's the same here with Jesus. Notice this. Jesus is at a weak point physically. He's been in the harsh conditions of the desert for 40 days and 40 nights, fasting without food, physically weak and deprived of strength. You can do it. Turn these rocks into bread, says the devil. Jesus resists. Man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Boom! In your face. Sit down, Satan. Jesus resists by relying on God. His sole provider for all his needs. In the same way, Jesus resists temptation to test God's loyalty by putting himself in a position of danger when he's up on the temple. I know I'm in the casino with my month's pension but Lord if you really love me you'll take it away from me right now. When are you at your weakest? When are you in need of instant bread? And what places or people do you need to avoid from being high up on a temple in the air? And Jesus is saying I'm not stupid. God isn't stupid. Don't be in the vicinity of of a stumbling block. Then the third temptation that Jesus resisted, a final dire attempt by the devil. Now it's a step further from bread to a temple top to a mountaintop, higher and higher, overlooking the kingdoms of the world. And then Satan says, all this I will give to you if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus responds, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. <laughs> you see, Satan is sly. He knows the scripture, but Jesus knew it all the better. And all these quotes we find from Deuteronomy. Know your weakness. Know when you are vulnerable. Admit to it and avoid the things and people that have had and could cause you to relapse or stumble. And lastly, Follow Christ's example by reading his word, being familiar with it, speaking it, saying it, and most importantly, living it. How sweet is your word to my mouth, says Psalm 119. Or as the message translation says, Oh, how I love all you've revealed. I reverently ponder it all day long. Your commands give me an edge on my enemies. So firstly, know this. There is an evil. Also know it's been defeated. Satan gave it his best shot. Bribery, flattery, trickery, and he came up empty. Secondly, know that unhealthy relationships with power is a big danger. Things that give you power like money or status, you know, or things like sex as well and thirdly be filled with God's Word and know that his spirit is there to support you through temptations the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that sustained and accompanied him all through his trials and that power is alive in us today as a side note remember this God doesn't tempt the devil tempts the Lord Tests you, yes, but you need to know this. Tempting is done with the intention to fail. Testing is done with the intention to succeed. There's a big difference here. Someone said to tempt is to entice a person to do what is wrong. To test is to give a person the opportunity to choose what is right. So there will be trials and tribulations. It will sharpen us. It will form and shape our character to become more into the likeness of Christ to tempt is to hope for failure to test is to hope for success Satan intends to tempt him to compromise him and to break him the devil tempts the Holy Spirit leads and guides and accompanies Jesus through this temptation in closing The Synoptic Gospels, that's Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all begin with Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. This is how the ministry of Jesus had to start. Jesus had to go to the desert, to the wilderness. Jesus had to enter the place of death to begin making all things alive and new again. For us, so that we never have to face the tempter alone Jesus can sympathize with us because he has been, in every respect, tested as we are, yet without sin. It says in Hebrews 4 verse 15. Throughout the journey toward the cross, Jesus faced the onslaught of the devil. Sometimes in the words and actions of friends and followers, sometimes in the opposition by religious leaders and ruling authorities. And friends, you too will face temptations today and in this week. Remember this, God is with you. Ask his help. He wants to assist you in resisting the evil one. Through the Spirit of God, Jesus overcame the power of the tempter, defeated his very best efforts, and in his death and resurrection, Jesus has accomplished the final defeat of sin and its power. The devil's power is limited and our victory has been secured. Sin's threat and disruption have been defeated and will, at the last day, be done away forevermore. Remember that. He is with you in your temptation. That thing that's almost become a habit for you. Share that. Bring that out into the open. Share it with someone that you can trust. And allow God's Spirit to assist you. Resisting the power to change bread or rocks into bread. Do not cling to power or to put God to the test. All has been given and all will be shared because of God's unending love for you. Be blessed in this week ahead. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.